You're listening to the Next Level Boss Podcast, where we firmly believe in dreaming bigger so you can create a life you're wildly obsessed with. Each week, we'll be sharing inspiring stories, tips and tricks from the experts, and having honest conversations to help up-level your business and mindset. Here's your host and business strategist, Angelina Sutherland. I'm so excited to welcome today's guest, Janet LeBlanc, the owner of Paper and Spark. She specializes in helping makers and creative entrepreneurs get more confident about running the financial side of our businesses, which is so needed, especially for us creatives. We tend to focus on what we're passionate about and all of the not so fun number crunching activities tend to get push to the back burner until tax season rolls around. Um, thank you so much for being here, Janet, and sharing some of your knowledge with us, helping us to get last year's accounting um, kind of under wraps and kind of sharing your wisdom on how to start the new year off correctly. Of course. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm thrilled to be chatting with y'all today. Thank you. I would love for you to share a little bit more about you and how you got started on this journey. Sure, sure, of course. So my name is Janet. I started off as a CPA about a decade ago now, um, and I quickly realized working in public accounting that the cubicle world was not for me, um, and so I began began exploring other options. Uh, I decided to start an Etsy shop selling jewelry in 2011. That was kind of like my side outlet from working in the accounting world. I needed a way to use the creative side of my brain that accountants typically don't really get to use, right? Um, But I loved selling jewelry. I loved having an Etsy shop. I really got bit with that entrepreneurial bug And um, one thing led to another. And a few years into that, I started to realize that there were a lot of other Etsy shop owners, handmade sellers, really just creative entrepreneurs in general that didn't understand the financial side of running their business and they didn't feel good about it. And there was a lot of confusion out there. So that's why I started Paper and Spark in 2014. Um, I've been really, really blessed to be able to unite my love of accounting and love of the numbers with my creative side and help makers with that. Uh, But the goal with Paper and Spark is really just to help creative entrepreneurs feel more confident about this stuff. I do not want not being able to understand your bookkeeping or your taxes or anything like that to hold you back from... Uh, you know, making the money that you deserve or pursuing whatever your creative entrepreneurial dream is. Uh, So that's really what Paper and Spark is all about is just helping you feel better about this stuff. I try to bring the maker side in with the accounting stuff and present it to you in a way that makes sense. That's beautiful. I love hearing more about you and how you started. And it's definitely an area I, I would say most of us really, really struggle with. Um, and now, you know, we're into 2020. Um, I'm sure there's 
more than a few of us out there that really dropped the ball on our accounting all year long. What would you recommend for someone who literally did nothing all year long and now um, taxes are going to be due in a few months? How do they even get a grasp on that? And is there any groups or offerings that you have available to help them? Great question. So the first thing that I would do is just start with telling yourself it's going to be okay. Like I, I like to take a whole no better, do better approach to all of this. And whether you flat out avoided doing your books in 2019 because you didn't know how to do them, or you just hate looking at that stuff, you're not alone. Like I see this from so many makers every year. Um, don't beat yourself up about it. There is a path forward. Um, you just have to know better, do better, and do the best that you can going forward. So if you procrastinated or avoided doing anything for 2019, um, the first thing that I suggest you do is come up with a plan of attack. You basically now have three months from the recording of this to catch up on your taxes, right? Most of us need to file by April 15th. Um, three months is still plenty of time. You just need to come up with a plan of attack. And I would suggest trying to break it up over however much time you have left before you want to file. Um, don't try and cram it all in like the week before that it's due because that will also be very painful for you. Um, but figure out what needs to be done. Make a list of what you need to do to get your books done and break it up over as much time as you have before that deadline. I do have a free like playbook with a checklist that will help you figure out the things that you need to do. And it comes with like a little calendar and everything that's on paperandspark.com if you want to download that, if you need help with that. Um, but to do an entire year's worth of transactions, there's like some basic things that I can tell you to consider tackling. The first is that, especially if you've never done your books before, this is your first year, you need to choose a bookkeeping system, right? That can be the most overwhelming part of the process is you just need to decide where you're going to record all of those transactions. Um, so that might be something as simple as like a notebook that you're going to use a paper and pen. You might want to create like your own Google Sheets to go with that. You might want to uh, use a software option like QuickBooks. Um, that's like the golden standard with a lot of accountants. Or you could use uh, one of the systems that I've created, especially for makers, which is a paper and spark spreadsheet. Um, there's really no right or wrong. You just need to pick a system and stick with it. As long as it's something that you understand, uh, which is why a lot of people don't like QuickBooks because I think it's a little overcomplicated sometimes. But as long as it's a system that you understand and that you'll actually use, that's all that matters. That's exactly what happened with me. I <laughs> tried for months and months and months after I started my shop to figure out QuickBooks and just having multiple, you know, I have one handmade business, but on multiple platforms and trying to import everything, it was making my head spin. And it wasn't until I found your spreadsheets where I was like, I felt like I could breathe and it made sense and I understood it. Um, I think the things that maybe a lot of new business owners, it's just not on their radar that they should be keeping track of 
And I'm not sure if this is something you really dive into, but as far as keeping, you know, track of their expenses. So like gas mileage, um, you know, receipts for certain things. Yeah, sure. And I'm really glad to hear that the paper and spark spreadsheets have been helpful for you because I, like I said, I think that QuickBooks and some bookkeeping softwares, they're all really great options, but a lot of times it's almost more than what we need. And when we feel intimidated by it, we end up not using it. And then that's how you find yourself in the spot of having to catch up on a year's worth of transactions, right? Um, so my goal with the spreadsheet is to make it simple and something that we as creatives can embrace and like feel good about. Um, but as far as what you want to be recording in those books, you know, whether you're playing catch up or whether you're attempting to do it monthly going forward, um, a few things about business expenses. So in general, you can deduct almost anything that you're spending money on that has a business purpose, something that you're, you are using, um, that's ordinary and necessary in the course of running your business is the phrase that I should use for tax purposes. Um, like before I even talk about specific types of expenses, let's talk about paperwork, receipts, that kind of thing. You want to be holding on to your receipts. All right. Anytime that you claim a tax deduction, which is just a fancy word for a business expense that goes on your tax return, you want to have the paperwork or basically the receipt to back that up, to substantiate or prove that that expense actually happened and it was for your business. Um, so a good thing to do if you're playing catch up is just start before you even enter anything in your books by gathering all of that documentation. Get your hands on all the receipts that you still do have and you will enter from those. Um, so if you've got paper receipts that you've been saving throughout the year, you wanna gather that stuff. Um, a lot of us now have emailed receipts. You know, we don't have any papers, but we have emails. You want to try and get all of those in like one folder or categorized folders to help make life simple for you. Um, the other thing that I should mention too is you don't necessarily have to save the paper receipt. Uh, the IRS doesn't say like you have to keep the original piece of paper or anything. You can always snap a photo of it or scan it or whatever digital methods you want to employ. You can keep like a, a digital copy of the receipt and trash the paper if you want. Um, so is there an app that you recommend as far as keeping track of your receipts? I've been using one mm -hmm. called For Receipt. Um, I'm not sure if there's one that you recommend. And you can just take it, scans it, and it imports okay. all the information. I believe it's under $10 for the yeah, year. Yeah, that sounds like a good one right there. Um, I personally like Neat because it you get like your own cloud with Neat. And you can take a picture from your phone and it will upload to your neat cloud of the receipt. And you can also, if you get emailed receipts, you can forward it to like your personalized cloud email address and it will store the digital receipts in the same way. So like all of your stuff is together at year end. Um, but also like if you're, if you're on a shoestring budget, you can literally just take pictures on your phone and upload it to like your iCloud or whatever sort of web cloud system you're using from your phone and um 
that that's good enough too. You know, you don't necessarily have to pay for software, but uh, I do like neat. It's cool how it organizes everything and it keeps my email receipts in there too. That sounds really good. I remember when I first started almost five years ago, I just had a like basically a shoebox yeah. and it was packed full of receipts. And then over time, you know, they would wear and you'd be like, what does yeah. it say? So keeping a digital copy is Yeah, digital nice. copy because the ink fades. That's a great point. And then um, another like random side note about receipts is some businesses, like Hobby Lobby is notorious for this, do not give you an itemized receipt. And for taxes, you really do want to try and have an itemized receipt with like the individual items in your order broken out um, instead of just like the lump sum. So if you happen to go to Hobby Lobby, like write down what you bought specifically on the back of the receipt so you have that information in case you ever need it. Good advice. (laughs) As far as like things to track, like specific examples, like I said, um, any sort of expense that's ordinary and necessary in the course of running your business is usually an expense that you want to be recording. If you ever have anything you're unsure about, like it could be considered personal or part of it could be considered personal, those are like grayer areas that usually I'd recommend asking an accountant about uh, before you just start putting all that stuff in your business books, um, some like lesser known things that are important to track are like mileage, like you mentioned. Um, mileage is usually a deduction that we only get to take like on our tax return for our business. We don't necessarily enter mileage per se in your books, but you can claim a deduction for like 55 cents or whatever whatever the standard rate that the IRS gives us in a particular year is, you multiply your mileage, your business mileage by that rate, and you get to take a tax deduction for that. Uh, So you do want to be tracking your mileage. If you haven't been tracking it, then you kind of lose out on being able to do that. So that's something that you could definitely do from this point going forward if you didn't know about it. Like if you're driving to the post office, you're driving to a craft show or a client meeting, um, those those types of mileage scenarios are business purpose. Um, the other thing that sometimes we don't realize we can deduct is uh, sometimes you can take the home office deduction, business use of home, and that is if you use an area of your house to work out of. Sometimes you can get a deduction for that. So good, which most of us are as creatives working from home. Um, Great advice. And so now going into the new year, what would you recommend for business owners to do things correctly going forward? It's really all about whatever motivates you to keep the habit up. Um, So I recommend trying to update your books once a month. Like that is going to be... Often enough to where you're not playing catch up, but not so frequently that you hate yourself, you know, (laughs) once a month is good. Um, And I, I always encourage like my spreadsheet users to just take as much emotion and decision making out of it as possible. You want it to be like second nature. So the first time you're updating your books um, for the month, 
I would make a checklist. Like this time will take you longer than usual because you're going to like set up the process for going forward. Make a checklist of every tiny little step you're doing. Like I open the file, it is saved here, or I log in to QuickBooks. This is my username. And then the next thing I do is import in XYZ. And this is where I find that. Um, And then the next thing I do is file away my shoebox of receipts that I've stored all month. Um, And then I'm going to enter all my material and supply purchases for this month in this place. Uh, That sort of thing. Like make a tiny step by step in one big checklist. And then from that point forward, every month when you go to do your books, you're not going to, you're not going to have to be like, I don't even remember where the file is saved. I don't remember what website I go to, to find the report from PayPal. You know, I don't remember how I download the report from Etsy or whatever. You're going to have everything right there spelled out for you. So that also gives you, you know, fewer excuses to be like, I'm, I don't feel like doing this right now. Cause I don't even remember how to do it you have like your cheat sheet there. Um, and <laughs> I love that. that happens so frequently when you're not right. doing something. Often. Right. Like, exactly. It's so easy to procrastinate when you're, you just don't know, you know, when it, when it's something that you don't have a lot of clarity on. Um, and I personally like to use Asana. I don't know if you're familiar with Asana, but It's kind of like a project management to-do list scheduling kind of tool. It's free, but I will upload my checklist into Asana and Asana also goes to my calendar um, and I can set a recurring, that's the other thing is setting a recurring reminder in whatever sort of calendar app or system you use to remind you on the first of the month or, you know, the first Friday of the month or whatever your date's going to be. Uh, to do your books. And Asana will remind me each month and it will remind me with the checklist. So I've got like everything ready to go. Like you need to do books today and here's the list of what you're going to do. So good. No excuses. (laughs) And I'm not against bribery either. So if you need to bribe yourself, like (laughs) if I get the books done no later than the fifth, like I get to go get a mani-pedi or something, like bribe yourself if that's what it takes. Good. I love it. And your spreadsheets, I know you have you have one for Etsy and then Amazon. So you have individual spread spreadsheets. Yeah, my spreadsheets, um, they I call I call them that they they can import from a source. And by import, I mean you're going to copy and paste basically. So you'll be able to copy and paste like your Etsy CSV, for example into a blank tab of the spreadsheet and then the built-in formulas will pull in all the data all the sums that you need to know for the month like your total fees and your sales tax info and your sales and your refunds and all that good stuff and i have spreadsheets that do that for etsy paypal amazon shopify square and squarespace uh, your spreadsheets are actually really fun. I love the copy and paste and how everything just calculates. And it's, yeah, I love, I love using it, especially coming from QuickBooks where it was so confusing and overwhelming. Um, and then once you, you know, order your spreadsheets, is there a Facebook group where if anybody has questions they can ask and kind of that monthly accountability can happen? Yeah, that's a great question. I have a, like a separate component. It's a annual membership called the Accounting Accountability Club. And that's a private Facebook group where you can ask questions about 
um, doing your books or any spreadsheet related questions, we have monthly office hours where I just go live and answer questions. But I also like the spreadsheets and doing your books and everything, especially as creative minds, we're very visual and um, in office hours, we'll like, I'll share a spreadsheet and we'll look at doing something that someone may have a question about in the spreadsheet. That's also why um, all of my spreadsheets come with video tutorials on how to use it, because I think seeing how they work and how to do your books is a lot more helpful than obviously figuring it out on your own or even just reading about it. Um, and then that accounting accountability club also comes with monthly checklists and really annoying reminder emails to do your books. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to kick you in the booty a little bit. I love it. Um, and it's so helpful and it really helped me get my button gear in the beginning after just, I had pushed it off to the back burner for so long. And I remember that first year being like, I have to do things differently going forward. And absolutely mm -hmm. those YouTube videos that you have to go along with the spreadsheets are so helpful. Um, definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. If there's anything additional you'd like to add, um, I'd love for you to share it. And then also where people can find you. Of course, of course. Um, definitely for this type of year, I recommend checking out the How to Catch Up on Your Bookkeeping playbook that I have available. It's at paperandspark.com in the library, which is just a fancy word for my blog. Um, and if you want to check out the spreadsheets, they're at paperandspark.com as well. And really, um, no matter what, where you're at with your books or trying to figure out taxes or anything like that, I've got a ton of free resources on my website as well. All sorts of different checklists and tutorials and explanations on how to understand everything from sales taxes to inventory. All fun. <laughs> well, you've been amazing. Thank you again. Thank you for having me.